AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrant's 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrant's and visit Ibrant's.com. Ibrant's may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrant's may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. It is no secret that I really love Woman Evolve. If you've never been to a Woman Evolve event, you've never been in the environments that we're able to create virtually, then I want you to know that you're kind of missing out, okay? Like, I know you're busy. I know you got things to do, but you're missing out a little bit because one of the core ingredients of what makes Woman Evolve, Woman Evolve is sisterhood. If you think that I am your big sister in your head or maybe your auntie or we could have been sisters if we'd have been born in the same generation, then you're already in the sisterhood. But it extends much further than that. In the seats beside you, in the comment section with you, there are women who are on a journey just like you, who've had a story and history similar to yours, who are waiting to be seen and connected with. It's like a revolutionary puzzle, okay? Sometimes it doesn't look like the pieces may fit, but they were actually created perfectly for one another. That's what happens when women come together and honor what's happening on the inside of the woman they're connected to. 
It's beautiful to me that women who, based on man's logic, ought to be complete strangers for life are forming lifelong bonds from an assignment given to me by God. My girl Kendall Hill must have been on Golden Gate Boulevard and overheard what he said to me because sis understood the assignment too. She is the mastermind behind a movement that refuses to allow women to attend Woman Evolve events alone. And guess what? We love to see it. Introducing Kendall Hill, the founder of Solo to Soul Sisters and a woman who is embodying what it means to be a real sister. Hi, Kendall. Hey, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? I am good. You're good. Very good. Yes, ma'am. That makes me happy to hear. Thank you for doing this with me. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys for this opportunity. Yeah, my pleasure. This month, we're talking about revolutionary sisterhood. And I heard you have a great story about sisterhood and how you were able to cultivate it. And so I look forward to sharing your story with the other members of the delegation and to learn how we can create sisterhood as well. Yes, ma'am. I would love to share my story. Do I just like go ahead? Oh, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you some questions and then we'll see what happens. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. Kendall, when I say the words revolutionary sisterhood, like what are the first few thoughts that flood your mind? I think about a sisterhood that comes together to purposefully change things. Mm. When I hear that phrase, coming together with a purpose to change. Have you experienced revolutionary sisterhood in your own life? Absolutely. I um, I experienced it in coming to the conference because I don't have any um, blood sisters mm-hmm. like at all. I have one brother, but I was always the girl that used to see like, hey, there's a group of girls and I have now, since I left the conference, have formed a bond with so many women, but specifically there are four women that I just keep in contact with and keep a circle with. And they have literally, they are my sisters. Wow. I call them my sisters. Their children are now my nieces and my nephews. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's a thing. Okay, so tell me, like, how did it, and this is the 2021 conference. Which conference did you meet them? 2021? Uh, yes, okay. the Woman Evolved 2021 conference was my very first conference to attend. Okay. Um, I had learned about your ministry and Woman Evolved when I read your book, Don't Settle for Safe. Mm-hmm. So I read the book, and then I started, like, looking up and YouTubing. And seeing some of your sermons and things that you preach. And there was one and it was called Cold Season. Mm-hmm. And it's not on YouTube anymore because mm-hmm. I looked for it. And I was like, wow, I would love to see her speak in person. And then I learned that you did Women Evolve as a conference. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'll be so great. And then it was held in Denver and I'm in um, Texas, okay. um, like the Fort Worth area. So I was like, oh, how can I get there? And then it was like, nope, I couldn't, I couldn't afford it. I couldn't get there. So then when COVID came, I was like, okay, I saw that there was a conference, um, the 2021 conference, and it was virtual at first. And I was like, okay, Lord, I still want to, I still want to like hear and be there. 
But I remember when they posted that it was going to be in person, I was like, I'm there. I am there. There's no excuse. There's no excuse. So you have to tell me, Kendall, how do you go from I'm going to conference to I have left with sisters? Because most women think, and I love that we're sharing your story because sisterhood is not just about your biological sisters. Sisters are sisters who we gain along the way, who become advocates for our destiny. And a lot of women feel like, how do I make friends? Like, I'm not in high school. I'm not in college. Like, where am I going to be in a community and environment where I can find like-minded women? And how do you come to conference and then leave with sisters, nieces, and and nephews? Yes. So after I had purchased my ticket, I was like, after I clicked submit, I was like, wow. So I'm going by myself. (laughs) I just realized like, hey, nobody's coming with me. But then as soon as I received the email, it says that there's a Women Evolve conference group on Facebook. So I was like, okay, I'm going to join but I'm not going to participate because I'm kind of one of those like sit back and like, I want to be in it, but I don't want to comment and be a part of like the whole thing. I like to see what others say. So a young lady on there had posted that she was coming by herself. She had bought her own ticket. She was going by herself and she was coming from California. And she was like, is anybody else going want to connect? I don't know what got into me because that is not a part of my personality. I saw her post and I was like, Hi. Yes, I would love to come and sit with you. And then I was like, hey, you want to sit together? Can we do lunch? And she was just inviting and warm and kind. And it was like instantly a connection. And then it's like three or four more women started posting. They were like, hey, I'm coming along too. And it was Mm -hmm. like, okay, this is perfect. We get into, um, we start talking in the comments. We move the conversation from there into the Facebook Messenger. And it's six of us. We're introducing ourselves, saying how old we are, where we're coming from. What are we looking forward to? What is your favorite SJR sermon? How did you, how did you find out about SJR? Like all of this. And then it began to grow. So on September the 28th, the Lord spoke to me and was like, make a group me for these, these it was six of us. Make a group me for six of us. And normally I'd be like, no, but it was complete obedience. It was like, yes, Lord, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. And I did. And I made the group me. So then we moved the conversation from the Facebook messenger into the group me. So then we're like, okay, we're chatting. And then all of a sudden people start commenting again and they see the comment back in your Facebook group for the Women Evolve 2021 conference. And it's just like more women and more women. And it's like, yeah, come on, girl, come on in here. Like, join us. (laughs) It grew from six. To about 25 women, wow. I remember. And I was just like, okay, wow, Lord, 25 is quite a lot of women. Um, and God just would talk to me and he would give me, I started doing topics of the day in that group me. And it would just be a word that I received from the Lord because I don't have any biblical knowledge or like training, but I read my Bible and I'm at a point in my life where I'm hungry for the word. So God was able to use me because I could hear him clearly in that season to be able to encourage women and then went from 25. And then there was, um, you guys started doing in the Women Evolve group, a like live Facebook thing with you. And so there were other women on there and there was a woman in the group at that time. And she was like, Hey, I just want to, you know, say, Hey, and shout out to solo to soul sisters. And it's like, as soon as she mentioned it on the live with you, it went from like 
25 to like 60 overnight. Mm -hmm. I was like, Lord, okay. Like, that's great. I didn't think it was making such an impact, Mm -hmm. but women were just coming in. Women were sending me messages through group telling me things, personal things. And they'd be like, how did you know I needed that topic of the day? How did you know that I needed that word? And there were other women in the group that began to help out. We ended up, I'm wearing a shirt. One of the ladies I was going to say, didn't you guys come to a conference with shirts? Yes. Yeah. Yes. She, she made shirts for us. And first the group was just like solo ticket holders. And then she made two shirts and one said solo and then one said soul. And the Lord was like, Kendall, Y'all started out with each woman going separately, Mm. but y'all have formed bonds and made a soul tie with each and every woman. It was phenomenal. The conversations, it was a life speaking group. I mean, like it was just every woman coming together, speaking life to another woman. I remember going from 60 and then as you kept doing a Facebook live, it was like somebody else would mention it. And Kayla got on there and then she mentioned, and we're going from 100 Then it's going up to 200. And I remember I have a mentor myself and my mentor, I remember sharing with her kind of things that were going on. And I remember telling her, I I can't be enough for over a hundred women. Like I can't keep up with the comments. I can't keep up and post and topic of the day and all this. I was like, I can't keep up. I can't keep up. And she said, Kendall, let God do what he does best. Mm. And amazingly, after I talked to her, other women in the group began speaking into other women and speaking into their situations. They have questions. They have problems. They have concerns. Every woman there began to speak to another woman and into her situation and lift her completely life-giving conversations. By the time the conference had came, the group was up to like 263 I was like, but I knew, I knew for, Mm. because it started with something I did through obedience. I knew there was no way that had nothing to do with me getting that many women together because I have, I don't, I, before I went to conference, I didn't even have like a close group of friends. Like I have ones or twos or people for a season, but I left the conference with just, there were so many of us and it was, it just grew into like, hey, it was a big group, 263 women. That's not, in my opinion, I don't know how you do it. You do because it's what you do and it's your ministry. <laughs> That's not practical for who I am. But my goal was not to get a big ministry of women. My goal was to make the girl that comes into the room and is coming along, hey, you can come sit by me. Mm. Absolutely. Come have a seat. You want to go to lunch and talk about, you know, what happened at the conference? It was amazing. I hosted Zooms. Uh, we did the first mm-hmm. Zoom we did was your most watched one on Facebook, on YouTube and Facebook. It was Girl Get Up. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, we all watched it. We dissected it. But I ended up after the conference, I removed the group me. And then I opened up a Facebook group, which I still have to this day. But I'm sure that there are many women out there because after the, the group me disseminated, we all had smaller groups. Yeah. I've seen what these women have then done from being from their conference and made these small groups of literally mm-hmm. small sisterhoods, but they are accomplishing some really great things. I am blown away. But the four ladies that I keep in contact with, they were the main ones as I was walking through this that I would talk to um, just to the side. One helped 
to organize a dinner for all of us to go to dinner at the conference in Dallas and 75 women showed up to a restaurant. <laughs> oh my goodness. That was a thing. So now I have a specific group of women that pray with me and just help me and are completely my blood sisters now. I think that that is so powerful that you were able without growing up with sisters, without having that close group of friends, even before entering into conference to create sisterhood that you just know is a connection that you're going to have for a lifetime. How do you know when you have met a woman that is meant to just be in your life as a sense of support and joy and love and kindness? What is it that you sense from these women that lets you know, you know what, I think that we could do life together? For me, what did for me and the reason that I realized that each woman that I'm drawn to, it used to be in seasons of my life, I used to be drawn to women because of my brokenness. Mm. But in this season, when I met all of these women, it was because of the things that we have that speak life to each other. And how you know is the discernment of the woman. Is she speaking life to you? Is what's coming out of her mouth the same thing that she is actually walking out in her own life? Wow. Is she truly wanting you to grow in whatever it is that you are doing? Is she encouraging you? Is she telling you the truth when you are really not doing something right? But is she saying it in love? Yeah. Does she believe that prayer can change things? Do you guys encourage each other's faith when you talk? There are different signs that the Lord just has given me. I know for a fact, these are the people that I need to be surrounded by. Wow, that is so powerful um, to to recognize the signs of someone who is supposed to be in your life who can feed you and someone that you can pour into as well. For me, I feel like that is revolutionary sisterhood defined uh, the ability to recognize that I'm not just in your life to take, but I'm here to give. And and I also have needs as well. How have you cultivated vulnerability and transparency in a friendship or sisterhood that still feels, well, I mean, I know in time-wise that it hasn't been that long, but the deep roots that you all have created has made time seem like it's been an eternity. Was there a moment or was it the conference? Was there a moment where you just felt like, you know what, I'm going to take a chance and be vulnerable and see if this woman can handle it? Ooh, so this is such a good question. What I did is I hosted one Zoom and I was done because I was like, that was fun, Lord. Thanks so much. I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And literally the day after I held that first Zoom, I ended up getting COVID. Mm. Oh my God. So then I got put in a room by myself Wow. Um, to have time alone with God. And he spoke to me and he said, do it again. And I said, Ooh, Lord, what do you mean? Which I knew what he meant. He said, do another Zoom. And I said, why Lord? He said, somebody needs to hear it. And I was like, what is it? Because I was like, well, what else can we do of Miss SJR? Can we talk about the book or how we're looking for the <laughs> conference? And he told me, tell your story. Mm. And I was like, that is something I had heard in other seasons of my life. And I heard it very clearly, but I chose to ignore it. 
So my second Zoom was literally my entire life story. After that moment, I think sharing with women, ooh, something that I did not want to share. I didn't even want to write it down. That's how much I didn't want to share my story. I didn't even want to write it down for myself to journal, to look at it. Um, And I have never, other than that Zoom, I had never told anyone that specific things about me that I had walked through. Mm-hmm. The response that I got back from those women, because I chose to be vulnerable and completely honest and transparent about, hey, here's who I am. Like I had COVID as I was doing the Zoom because I was by myself, but like I am like not made up. I am not cute. I literally am back here with the Lord, me and this COVID, and I'm just praying, praying, God, please heal me. But interesting enough, I thought I was sick with just COVID, but God was healing me. Mm. The, the person inside of me by telling my story to other women. Wow. So that's where the connection for me really set the tone of they saw that I was real. Like I'm a regular person with real problems and I can I can use my voice for something like this. Okay, so I hate to interrupt all of this good conversation, but I wanted you to know that I want to talk to you too. I want to hear your story. I want to hear your thoughts and opinions. You can send me your application, your video to be a co-host to podcast at womanevolve.com. Let me know what it is you want to talk about, why it's important to you that you be on the podcast. Maybe you're like, girl, I am not going to be on anybody's podcast. I don't do talking to people. First of all, this is a sign. Overcome yourself. But if not... You can send me an advice question, podcast at womanevolve.com. Okay, let's get back to the podcast. Okay, so this is going to be a strange question, but I believe that you know my heart and you're going to track with me and we're going to get it. Do you think that you were able to create sisterhood with other women because God positioned you to first be a sister to yourself? Because I feel like a lot of times we want to have sisterhood because we need to be affirmed by another woman. We need to be validated and seen and like to be the in the in crowd like we see other other girls in the in crowd, but there's something powerful about you coming to a place where you say, you know what? I'm going to have to be a sister to myself. I'm going to have to talk to myself the way I want a sister to Mm -hmm. love on myself the way that I need a sister to. And God sometimes creates environments where the sisterhood begins with you before it can extend to anyone else. I completely agree with that wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. I think I had to come to a place to realize who I actually am. Like what is Kindle? What is that role of Kindle as a sister to other women? What does that look like? Mm -hmm. And I remember looking at myself in the mirror and I had tears because I didn't understand what was happening to myself at that time. And all I could muster was, I don't know why it is me but it is me. And I have since then understood why I said that to myself and not 
a group of women. Mm. Okay, so when we talk about sisterhood and and you think to yourself, what type of sister do I want to be to another woman? I feel like one, that's amazing. But I think it's also necessary because what we're really saying is how do I want to relate to other women in the world? Because being a sister doesn't necessarily mean that you do it in the context of community. It doesn't mean that you had a birth sister. To be a sister is to say, this is how I choose to show up in the world and support as an advocate and a lover of other women who are out here on a journey. Who were you as it relates to being a sister to every woman in the world? I, as a sister, my goal is to encourage and make space for other women. Mm. I believe that is what my purpose is when I relate to other women. When I looked up the definition of hood, mm-hmm. because I started thinking like, what is sisterhood? What is that? I'm a person who looks up words, but what does it really mean? And the definition of the word hood that I saw was a protective covering for another one's head. Wow. So I took that and I said, Lord, I want to be that for another woman. I want to cover her head when I can in times of need, whether that's through prayer, whether through the, uh, an encouraging thought, whether that's sitting down getting coffee, whether that's just sitting and listening to another sister vibe about what she's got going on. God, help me to cover the sister next to me. Help me to cover her head. We have to pause right there because woo-sa, like that is what sisterhood is. It is covering another woman's head and to really see that role and take it seriously and to see it as an honor um, and to help another Mm -hmm. woman feel safe in the process of that. Like, I think that's one of the greatest gifts that we can give the people we're in relationship with. What did you learn about yourself when you assumed the identity of a sister after having not had, well, you've been a sister because you have brothers, but after, you know, being a sister to another woman, like what did you learn about yourself in the process? I learned in the process of gaining all of these new sisters that a sister has your back. Like she has your back completely. Like a sister wants you to win She wants to see you succeed. She wants to see whatever God has planted within you grow into completely whatever that is. And sometimes that means hopping in, hey, how can I help you? But I learned about myself that I have a voice. I had lost it for such a long time, but I learned through sisterhood specifically through this experience that I have a voice that I had lost. And it was given back to me because my sisters allowed me to speak. That gives me chills because that's what I feel like Woman Woman Evolve has done for me. I stopped speaking. I stopped sharing my thoughts. I stopped believing in myself. I stopped showing up. And I felt like it was so much easier to just not be In the spotlight, it's so much easier to not take up space because when I took up space last time, I was rejected or because I took up space, I didn't do it right. And yet in the context of sisterhood, and I didn't even know that it was going to be sisterhood that healed me. I was just telling my story because I'd learned to be a sister to myself. Other women echoed in me, not only that 
I have a voice, but that it matters and it is important. And so many women and men, but women come up to me and they're like, please don't stop doing what you're doing. It's so important and we need you. And they always say, I know you hear it all the time. But the thing is that like I can never hear it enough because hearing it is a reminder to the little girl, the little wounded girl inside of me that still shows up that your voice does matter. Even if it's shaky, it still matters. Even if it's nervous, it still matters. Even if it's still learning and growing and evolving, it doesn't mean that it doesn't have value and sisterhood is an opportunity for us to let another woman know I see you I hear you and what you're saying matters it matters to me and I'm going to hold it in my heart and treasure it because you had the courage to give it to me oh yes that is everything and all tied up so nice and neat with a bow. <laughs> that's exactly what sisterhood means it's it's the voice the woman standing beside you and allowing her to share and to speak. I think it's so important because when we learn to find our voice and we decide to speak, there's such a weight that comes from it. And I believe that God rewards us when we speak on things that we have held back. He takes it, he grabs it, and then he he cultivates it. It grows. And that's why I had read a scripture in Romans like one twelve, and it was like, let your faith encourage another woman and let them sharing encourage you as well. Mm -hmm. So if my faith is not encouraging you by sharing and yours is not encouraging me by sharing, like what are we doing? Mm -hmm. Share, Mm -hmm. share, even if you don't think it's going to do anything, you'll be surprised. I want to conduct a little research since I have you. What is it that you think happens in a woman evolved room that creates an opportunity for this level of sisterhood? Because I have to tell you, there was a woman who tagged me in a post just a, two or three days ago where she was talking about it was someone's birthday and they met at conference and now she's her sister. And I can think of so many people like I could literally name their names in which they have created sisterhood because they met at conference. They met at tour. They watched the podcast. They're in the social media commenting all of the time. Like, what is it about the environment that is conducive to sisterhood? I think what it is when I look at it in the environment, it allows women to share freely who they are. I think it's in a place where you know that if you share something, you're not being judged. And a lot of times what you're seeing somebody else post is exactly what you wanted to post or exactly what you were thinking. Mm -hmm. So when you have the conference and you go into a room and you look around and you see many different women, you see ages, you see sizes, you see different ethnicities all there and you know why they're there. We all come together for a special purpose. You know why they're there. It just allows you to let go Mm. of some things that you've been holding onto and hiding and putting to the side. Specifically for me, being in that room, I have never got on my knees and sowed tears at the altar. Mm. And I wholeheartedly believe in a room that size that women sowed something, whatever it is, whether it was tears, whether it was through praise and worship, whether it was just showing up and getting there, there was something that was sown. And God is so good because he gives you something for you being obedient, for you showing up, for you deciding to sow into that, that experience. And then that room and woman evolved. 
Okay, I want to hear about your sisters. I want to hear about these four women in particular who, who have changed your life. And I want you to like tell me like something about them, like something brief about each of them and the gift that they add to your life. Can I say their name? Yeah, if, if you're comfortable with that, for sure. Oh, okay. Okay. So one of the sisters was one of the original six. Her name is Crystal okay. Jefferson. Oh my gosh. On my first, she encouraged me so much. She, she helped me when the group was growing so significantly. Um, she was one that helped to put together the dinner. Like she just hopped in and took it on unbeknownst that it would go from like six of us (laughs) to like over a hundred and 200. So Crystal Jefferson, what she contributes to me as a sister Oh my gosh. She has the gift of words. Mm. Her speaking, she's able to take an idea, but the way in which she's able to articulate it and put it together is completely phenomenal to me. Like every time I talk to her, I call her like, she's like a nugget giver. Mm. I love her so very much and her energy. And she's just beautiful. Like, beautiful. Another one of my sisters is Miss Angie. I love Miss Angie. She to me is, she's like my big sister because her children are older than my children. (laughs) So I look to her to see how she has raised a daughter. She has a granddaughter and her son is getting ready to graduate um, high school and he's gotten a, a scholarship for college. And I see how much she loves. She works in social work. Oh my goodness, the way she loves people. Angie is such a lover and the way that she prays is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. We have Miss J. Oh my goodness, J is, her gift is administration. I tell her this administration and training. I haven't dealt a lot with Zooms. Jay showed me how to share my sound, how to share my screen because I was making PowerPoint presentations. I can put a presentation and she was just so patient and she walks you through everything. Miss J. Uh, Jones and she does a weekly it's called Jay's Jewels and they are amazing it's a word of just whatever God downloads in her spirit and it has just oh my god I could see how God started with it and now when she puts it together it is phenomenal it like literally lines up with like all the stuff that you guys have going on a lot of different times she is amazing and she made name tags for every single woman that showed up to that uh, dinner without being asked. She has the administration gift and training gift. She's amazing. And last but not least is my beautiful sister, Dawn. Oh my goodness. Dawn is Dawn. Is Dawn. She is a light. She is bubbly. Her voice, she laughs. She is just warm and receiving. And she is just in such a season of her life where God is showing fruitfulness mm-hmm. from her coming to that conference. And I absolutely love it. We greet each other every single morning. We pray for each other whenever one of us has something going on. We are there if somebody has something that they're struggling with. But the difference is you're not judged. You are prayed for. What does the word say? And then how can I help you? How can I support you? What can I do? I'm here for you. Pick up the phone. We need a FaceTime. Those are sisters for life. They're blood sisters. Their kids are my kids. My kids are their kids now. We're not, it's, it's for life after November of 2021 for life. <laughs> that That is so beautiful to me. Don, Angie, Jay, 
crystal and kindle a match made in heaven and then touching the earth down at woman evolve i think it just speaks to the power of it doesn't matter what your previous circumstances have been as it relates to friendships what your previous history may have been as it relates to connecting with other women that doesn't mean that God still can't bring restoration in the form of sisterhood to your life and so I just want to thank you for sharing your story with us about the revolutionary sisterhood that you experienced that we it's such a blessing to me to understand that there are women out there who are taking seriously the mission of covering another woman's head and having joy along the way. Yes, ma'am. It is definitely something that I have seen from going from 263 women and being able to see the different women now on Facebook who have formed smaller sisterhoods. So it's great. You brought us all together in a big group. But what, what you have done is spoken into different women. And now the sisterhoods are smaller sisterhoods. But they are manifesting and growing things. I mean, I've seen podcasts. I've seen yeah. LLCs come out. I've seen businesses come out. I've seen women host events. It is completely phenomenal. Something that I want to share is just one, one last sure. thing that a sisterhood can do because this will really bless somebody. Through my church, they have a ministry where they help single pregnant mothers. Mm-hmm. And I've always wanted to sponsor one. And if they have a baby shower for her, like she comes in, we do their, they do their hair, their makeup, they give them dinner. And then they bless these young women with gifts. I posted it in my Facebook group that I still have for the Solo to Soul Sisters. And I made a baby registry. None of us know this young lady. I don't know this young lady um, other than she's a single pregnant mom. And they take an eight week course. So she's, She's committed to something and she's mm-hmm. been consistent. And I put the baby registry. They provided every single thing for another woman that they have never even met. And I'm going to post pictures. It's actually tomorrow. It's, it's, it's coming in May. Um, but um, it is just to see the tangible hands and feet of God through women coming together yeah. has completely blown me away. That woman will feel such love from people who don't even know her or how we've got to know about it. I tell you, I just, I want to say this. I know we're finished. We finished. There's one more thing, but um, there is power in women coming together and ultimately saying no woman left behind. And I think that when we see how easy it is, if we come together to make sure that other women aren't left behind, it does create a hunger and a desire to keep it going. I um, love that there are smaller sisterhoods created within Woman Evolve because Woman Evolve was never meant to be about pointing to me. God always made it so clear to me that everything that I do with Woman Evolve has to make sure that it includes everyone. So even with us doing the podcast this way, where we're connecting with the women who are listening to the podcast, like it is our responsibility to make sure that when we have platform, we're sharing it and that we are connecting women with the women who can walk out life with them. Because much like you, you've got your group of 263. I've got my group of two plus whatever. And it's like, I can't walk with everyone, but I can create environments where you can meet someone who can walk Mm -hmm. with you. And I feel like that's part of my mission. So thank you for being the fulfillment of what God told me Woman Evolve could be and for taking care of the women who are under your care. 
Oh, you're welcome. And thank you for creating and being obedient for God to tell you to start Woman Evolve. The way that he has just blessed it is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I am so in awe of God's goodness and grace as I continue to see it flourish and grow. Amen. Thank you, Kendall. Thank you so much. This was amazing. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Love you. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Kendall, I want to thank you so much for spending time with me and letting us get all in your business. (laughs) Thank you for sharing your story, your journey, and about your incredible friends. You bless me, and I know it'll bless so many others. If you're listening to this and know that you're ready to share the story and get a little bit raggedy with me, I mean, honest, transparent, vulnerable, and just a little raggedy, let's do the thing. Email podcast at womanevolve.com with a one to two minute video about why you should be my next co-host or you can send me an advice question that you'd like for me to answer hit me up AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.